guys, so what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio ZSL Podcast. And today is Management Scenario A, man. We're going to be speaking about a networking event. You guys may have already known that I've talked about networking events on so many different occasions. And I believe that we need to identify the four types of people who are at these types of events so that we know how to avoid what to do. And this is going to be a two-part series because we're going to talk about um, you know, making the most of business networking events too. Um, you know, the only time I had the special opportunity of networking, uh, where, uh, was on two occasions, uh, I believe one fell just before the shutdown, uh, in March of school. No, as a matter of fact, it was in March of 2019. And then later on that year, I ended up doing the BIDC. I exchanged some contact details and one was more of a time waster which we're going to be speaking about today. And he would just say, hey, can you know give me a consultation? I need work. I need this. I need that. And then next thing you know, he kept canceling. He never wanted to come around. It kept beating around the bush. And then finally, I said, after about a year during COVID, I said, okay, you know what? Let, let me just let this guy go because he's very time-wasting, right? And so with that being said, I ended up saying, okay, all right, now that I know this and now that I know what types of people there are at these types of networking events, I wanted to break this down into four different segments. So first and foremost, we have the autobiographer, okay? Now, an autobiographer is a person who literally just tells you about themselves and their company. They barely ask you anything about yours. Now, this isn't in business, this is in life. Have you ever met that person who just talks about themselves, themselves, themselves? It's kind of like watching those 2018 Gary Vee videos where he would sit in a meeting and the person would always say, Oh, my name's Shannon. I run a multi-million dollar business. We made this much last year. And I'm like, wow. So wait, your name and how much you made? Is this what we're is this the meeting that we're in? You know? And these types of people would just ask questions about them, 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 and them. And this was one of the biggest uh, you know, this is one of the biggest issues because if you're able to spot, spot these people very, very quickly, you can hurry up and deviate and like be an escape artist, which I'll tell you about too. So in saying that, whether it's in your personal life or in your business life, if you're around these people, and I can give you a very brief uh, example of this specific individual. His name is Richard. Luckily, he did not come up to me yesterday. First time me being back in that language center in more than nine months. Um, and I saw him in his class. I hurry up and walked away. I avoided him. And luckily, he didn't come up to me. But he's one of these people who in the morning, if he were to see you just outside your office door at 8 a.m., he would literally jump straight midway through a conversation and talk about him, him, him. He wouldn't ask you one question about your name, where you're from, what you're about, anything. It's always about him, him, and him. His classes, his students, this, that. And it would continuously like be like that over and over and over and over. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just like going to avoid this guy at any point. And I would develop that escape artist type of routine to avoid that. So before we get into that, let's get into time waster. A time waster is literally a person, uh, you know, a person who's just like, oh my God, man. Uh, they're a little bit interested, but they're just not serious about doing business with you or anything. Now, from my perspective... A time waster is what I would deal with, probably what I had deal with, uh, I'm sorry, what I had dealt with 
between June and about November of last year, even going into, uh, you know, the beginning of this year, uh, there was a, a time waster by the name of Olivia. She was Italian. I thought she was a wonderful person. Uh, back in March, she finally unfollowed me from IG, I don't know, sometime this year, July or something like that. And it sucks because me, I was one of those people who was, oh, she's going to come back. She's going to come back. But I'm not one of those people where, uh, you know, I was before saying, okay, she's going to come back. I hope she buys. I hope she buys. That doesn't matter anymore because that was me not doing and influencing others and helping others and being service of others. I was just more being of service to me. So now with these people who inquire about different things, I give them the price. I do this. I do that. If I believe they are not time wasting, I would get on a consultation call. So for a girl, let me give you an example, Brazilian girl, okay? Uh, Aline, as a matter of fact, she's like, hey, I've been referred over by Thais. You know, she said that you did this. I would love to, you know, get some coaching with you. I said, let's get on a call because I know more than likely she's going to buy. And after I gave her feedback and talked about a lot of things, she bought in less than 10 minutes. See what I mean? However, back in 2020, I had Filipinos, I had Indians, I had so many different people who would literally just take up my time and they would just be so time wasting. I remember there were, uh, you know, and this was only with IELTS. This is this wasn't with TOEFL. This is with IELTS. So I had, you know, other people, uh, obviously from the Philippines living in Canada. I had people from Kosovo who said they would come back and whatnot. But I didn't have webinars at that time. I didn't have courses at that time. I couldn't give them, you know, a couple of free webinars, you know, and stuff like that. Sometimes I'm too giving. And for people who follow me on IG and they ask me a couple of questions, sometimes these people on IG and especially these TOEFLers, they follow me for anywhere between one week to eight weeks and then they're gone. But sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, check out this free thing. I don't do that so much anymore. I more just like post a lot of really, really good content. And if they're interested, I send them the link. If you don't want to buy, that's up to you. A guy from Uzbekistan. And I could tell you this from obviously my sales perspective, right? Guy from Uzbekistan. Oh, I really need help with reading. I'm like, okay, here you go. I want to see if he's serious. Buy $5. If you, if you ain't got $5, I can't help you. Looking at this guy's Facebook and everything, he's big time. He's big time. I gave it to him, never heard from him again. Okay, hey, best of luck to you and all your, in, in, in all your endeavors. See, that's when I know when someone is time-wasted. However, there are other people who have contacted me. There was a guy from Chile working in Western Australia. I know that he's not gonna be time-wasted. He hurry up and bought like $250 worth of things and got a ridiculous score. I think it was like a 108 on TOEFL IBT overall with a 29 in writing, which was unbelievable. And I know he was a time waster because it's like, I follow your podcast. See, people who follow my podcast, a lot of them, I would say 40 to 50% are not time wasting and they're willing to buy. Others are not willing to buy. You know, there were a couple of Mexicans over the past two weeks. There was one girl who was like, oh, you know, oh my God, I've been following you. Do you have that template? Do you have this? Oh, I would love to join this. And next, you know, she never responded again. Another girl who actually joined the webinar just recently, she was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Hey, you know, I'm interested in this. And I sent her a voice message and everything, nothing. More than likely, she will unfollow me on IG. And that's totally fine. But I already had a webinar at that time and I invited her on for free. So that didn't really waste my time so much, but given a free hour consultation only for someone to say, I'm gonna think about it, which happened at the beginning of this year a lot, especially last year, no. So for Indian folks, I say, here goes a webinar. Gotta buy it. If you don't buy it, buy. Oh, you know, I need help. There was one person that asked me for free stuff. I'm like, listen, I don't wanna look cheap. If you don't have $5, I can't help you. You can just go on my podcast. Oh, I don't know, I don't listen to podcasts. 
well then fuck off i hate to really say that but some people are so time wasting and so ignorant that they think they can afford a 250 dollars toefl test if you don't pass it the first time you're gonna have to fork over another 250 motherfucking dollars you dumbass and if you had put that investment to work from the very beginning you would have gotten your score you ass clown so a lot of people are like this unfortunately but at the same time i just say to myself you know what if I, I know how to spot time wasters, especially when it comes to Facebook, there was another guy from Egypt who's been liking my post for a long time. And he said, hey, I need a 26 in speaking. Uh, I'm interested in your course. This guy knows that he's going to have to pay for a course. There are other people who just want free shit. And me, you know, if they say, oh, you know, uh, can you, uh, you know, grade my essay for free? I'm like, yeah, you know what? I will. Let me just block you real quick. I'll, I'll, I'll grade your essay after I block you. You dumbass. Some people are just so ignorant. And again, it all comes from not just one specific country, but they do have that mindset that it's not so much, oh, nothing in life is given for free. Those are all bullshit sayings. Like, if you can't invest in you, no one else will. No one else will. And if you're willing to pay 235 for the first time around, fail the test and pay another 235 you had. That means you had the 235 to do in the beginning, but you were just so stingy with your money that you didn't even do it. So goodbye, dumbasses. So, time wasters, people. I have a lot of things out there now. I didn't have webinars. I didn't have courses. I didn't even have an, a very thorough membership at the beginning of this year. And that's probably why I missed out on about three to four clients. That's totally fine. But now I know if I get on a consultation call, more than likely that person is absolutely going to buy because they were referred. You know, uh, there was a, another Indonesian lady. She lives on one of the 20,000 islands out there. Her Listening to her story was unbelievable. And, you know, she's like, oh, you know, I can't pay this. And I'm trying to do this and do that. And I'm like, okay, well, the thing is only $10. I was like, check this out. I'll just hurry up and grade it for you for free. And that's me doing it on my own time. Not her asking, but me doing it on my own time. Her name's Theo. Big shout out to you. Indonesia. Teacher too. And so those types of things, man, are just so amazing for me. And I love those types of people because after reading her thesis and me only having to grade like two pages of it and whatnot, I'm like, okay, I got you. I'm going to help you out with this, you know? And so in saying that, how to, you know, steer clear of those time wasters? Well, give them something very cheap, $5. Hey, I got a webinar. You're interested? Here you go. If they can't afford $5, they're time wasting. That's it. It shows you. It shows you where they are. It shows you what they're willing to invest in for themselves. If you ain't got $5, I can't help you. Now, some people come from very poor backgrounds. Okay, do you listen to my podcast? Yes, I appreciate that. And if I feel like I want to help you for free, I will. But if you're just one of those people who just come on to my Facebook page because you saw me post something, and you send me a message and add me as a friend and say, oh, I want something free, you know, free. Get the fuck out of my face. Hell no. Because you don't even know that I have a podcast that actually helps you with that specific skill. Because you're so ignorant. You want something for free and you're unwilling to invest in yourself. Just keeping it real, people. Just keeping it real. Now, you got the escape artist, okay? Now, this person is someone who introduces you to someone and then leaves you while they go and talk to someone else. Right. A very good uh, situation uh, outside the business world was with my friend Jaime, who I hadn't seen in about three years. 
2006, we graduated together. 2009, I see him at the dental, uh, co- not the dental college, but uh, I see him at, you know, college. And then next, you know, me and him are sitting down. There's some Koreans came up. Big shout out to my Koreans. And next, you know, they showed us a picture of Jesus. Couldn't even articulate in English whatsoever. We're talking about not even beginner, like way beginner. And I'm like, uh, what's going on here? And me, I'm just like, oh man, these are some Jesus freaks. No offense to them. That's totally fine. Whatever religion it is, it's uh, totally fine. When you approach someone randomly and you start trying to preach the name of God, that's not very welcoming for them. You know, it's kind of like the missionaries out here in Thailand. I remember I was walking to the bus stop or I was walking to the movie theater about five years ago. This African-American guy missionary, you know, comes up to me and says, would you like to go talk to Jesus on Sunday? I'm like, bro, no, thank you, dude. I, I got to work on Sunday. Thank you very much. That right there, without even giving someone's name, that is crazy. Now, you got to be an escape artist. Sometimes if you show too much of a smile, they will hurry up and try to, you know, it's kind of like, a, you know, a taxi drivers or tuk-tuk drivers out here in Thailand. If you show a smile, say, oh, no, thank you. If you're just very polite, they're going to keep asking you. And if you don't buy, they're going to insult you. That's what happened my first time here in Thailand nine years ago. So going back to the missionaries, going back to that specific, you know, the Korean people that approached me, Jaime was there. And I said, oh, you know what? Oh, my God, Jesus. You know what? I have to go. But this guy right here, Jaime, he loves Jesus. Oh, my God, Jaime, don't you? And he was looking at me like, you son of a bitch. I said, I got to go. I stood up. I walked away. I looked back at Jaime. He was looking at me like you were the biggest asshole in the world. Me, I'm walking away laughing my ass off. And the Korean people were like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And it, I, I felt terrible because I'm like, dude, I haven't seen this guy in three years. And then this happens. I feel terrible. And so... <laughs> I am a horrible person, I know. But anyways, that's an escape artist, okay? And then we have a hard seller. Hard seller, hard seller, hard seller. I remember my first time being here in Thailand nine years ago. I, uh, oh my God, the, the stupidity of who I was when I was barely even 24 years old was astounding, you know? Uh, there were a lot of hawkers and there were a lot of people uh, that would just sit outside hotels. This doesn't happen anymore. But uh, there was a lot of mafia, okay? And there still is a lot of mafia, but they're not open about it anymore. You don't have a, just a, a bunch of people accosting you on public roads, trying to hard sell you and stuff like that. But I remember outside my uh, hotel, Amari, now known as Avani Atrium and Petchaburi Road uh, out here in Bangkok. I walk outside my hotel, this guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, hey, where you going? And he was with about, I don't know, five to eight others. And they had a big map of all these different places. And I'm like, oh, I really would love to see these temples, this and that, and do this. And he's like, okay. I got into a car with a stranger. You know where he took me? He took me to a suit shop. I go into the suit shop. I go upstairs. There goes this Indian guy, okay? He's like, hey, I'll give you three suits, three shirts, three pants for $1,000. And I'm like, oh, hell no. He starts going from, and he's hard selling the shit out of me. Doesn't even know who I am, right? Hard selling the shit out of me. He goes from 1000 to 750 to 500 USD. All in the process of insulting me. Say, oh, you're a really poor man. Oh, poor, poor, poor. Insulting me. As if I'm going to buy after you insult me. He goes from 1000 to literally 100 That's someone who's hard selling and doesn't even believe in his own bullshit ass product. And me, I get back into the car with this asshole who was supposed to send me to a goddamn temple to begin with. All right. And then I'm like, take me back to my hotel. 
this is bullshit. I just got insulted by this guy. And he's like, oh, no, okay, okay, I'm so sorry. Okay, I'll take you here. He took me to a soapy massage. If you guys are unaware of that, this is when women, okay, women, fishbowl style, they have numbers on their chest. They take you to a room and they bathe you. I'm like, bro, take me back to my hotel. And me, I'm just so dumb, nine years old. I mean, nine years old, nine years ago, being just just 24 years old. Um, I exchanged numbers with him. He's like, hey, I could go take you to a ping pong show. I said, what's a ping pong show? And so for those of you who are listening to this, please don't go on Google and say ping pong show Thailand. Please don't, okay? And please do not click the images because you will be mortified for the rest of your life, okay? But to keep it short, women, they use ping pongs and I'll just keep it there. That's all there is to it. And so this guy called me, I bet you about 100 to 150 times trying to hard sell me. See, he worked under the umbrella of the mafia. And if he had brought me there and I had bought something, he got a commission. That's a hard seller. The dumbest thing in the world that I, that I swear, I've never shared that story with anyone. It's so funny. The, and you know what? I was terrified of Bangkok. I said, you know, and I remember leaving my hotel and he was still there. He's like, hey, I'm like, sorry, I lost my phone. Got to go. Bye. Escape artist. I said, sorry, I lost my phone. Bye. Ran over the bridge. Goodbye. And I went running. Man, Bangkok was terrifying at that time. To be honest with you, that same day, I was walking down another main road, Sukhumvit, near Asok, a massive area that is full of beautiful luxury condos right now today and is totally fine. Nine years ago, that place was terrible. This guy followed me and tried hard selling me with sex. Massage, $66. Making the sound with his hands, saying, pop, pop, meaning sex. I'm like, bro, what? He followed me for 200 meters and then started insulting me, saying, you fucking man, you blah. I'm like, what the fuck? These people are hard selling sex. They're hard selling suits. They're hard selling body to body massages. What the fuck? Guys, you understand? So not to get away from the topic at hand, which I obviously have done. You have hard sellers in the business world. You have hard sellers in personal lives. Okay, you got hard sellers, escape artists. I mean, I'm sorry, you have escape artists. You need to be a good escape artist, okay? Then you have, obviously, time wasters. And then you have autobiographers. Now, I covered a lot in this, what, 18 minutes plus. I was thinking about going into the video in this first round but I'm a little bit scared because this video, we're going to dissect this even further than it's going to end up being a very, very long podcast. So instead of just having a two-part series, I'm going to have a three-part series because I know if I go over, it's going to go on and on and on and on. And I know a lot of people ain't got that much time. Let's just put it that way. So with that being said, four types of people, personal life, even obvious, people still trying to sell, what, what are those bullshit timeshares? You know, I was at the Anantara the other day uh, and, you know, uh, in Wahin, and they, they, you know, they came up to me, oh, you know, uh, and they started speaking only English, only English to me, trying to timeshare, oh, you could watch this presentation, we'll give you this money. I'm like, bro, get, oh, you guys are so much, man. No, I'm good, good. Hey, I'm 33 years old. And, I'm 33 years old. Oh, and? Uh, yeah, and leave me the fuck alone. Do you think I'm 20 years old? Leave me the fuck. No offense to the 20 years old, but I was that 20-year-old who would just say, yeah, let me watch a presentation. I could give you another example of a hard sell. Me and an ex-friend, yeah, ex-friend by the name of Elisa being hard sold when we were just trying to get, you know, some, some base, a fucking map to go to different 
hiking trails in Sedona, Arizona. This guy tried hard selling the shit out of us. And we heard these two old women going crazy irate over to our right about it. And then next thing you know, he says, oh, it's free. Here, just give us your credit card. That fucker tried charging us 600 USD. Man, guys, I'm telling you right now. Hard sellers are everywhere. But it's how you get out of those hard selling situations, right? And so that's what we're going to be discussing in the next podcast, which will be coming up tomorrow, as a matter of fact. I'm going to take care of you guys. Tomorrow it will be, all right? And with that being said, man, thank you so much for tuning into this long one. So many stories. Shout me out on Arsenio's ESL podcast page. Let me know which story was the funniest if you have any uh, or if you have had any other similar experiences to mine. Which, I mean, goddamn, those are unique as hell. But yeah, in saying that, thank you so much. I'll be seeing you in the next one. Over and out.